Alex Young. Hello, hello, it guys. It's your birthday. It is. It is. Yay. I'm 67 now. Thank yes. you very much. Mm-hmm. I look great. Thank you for the the oolong tea. Uh, oolong stands for ooh, you live long time. You oh know. My heavens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming in hot, baby. It worked. Oh my gosh. Um, I just got <laughs> back uh, from doing a bunch of shows in Arizona. It was really funny. I got a message. Yeah. Um. I, I should look it up. I got a message uh, from a gentleman afterwards that we were on a show together. And he said, oh, my God, I didn't know that uh, you were you were Anna from 12 Questions. That's no, the first time I've ever nice. That. Yeah, he was like, I listen to your podcast all the time. Holy so, shit. Yeah, so um, shout out to all our listeners. If you see us at a show, like, please uh, let us know. Yeah, it we're really nice. We're very happy. friendly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we're joined. Uh, we always ask everybody, even though even if they're not an anonymous person, we ask everybody how they want to identify themselves. Um, so how would you like to identify yourself? The man, the myth. I mean, uh, yeah, just by my voice. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, some of you might know him uh, from the haters table. Uh, uh, some of you might know him from Comedy Central's Roast Battle. Uh, some of you uh, just might know him as a uh, fantastic, adorable, animated creature. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, I, I know you from your dick pic. That's how uh, I know you. That's, that's how. Uh, that's how most of us in LA know you. Uh, so <laughs> we're joined today uh, by Earl Skakel. Hello. It's a, it's a different era. I had to delete those pictures. <laughs> oh, really? Well, do you remember that one party? Uh, it was at Cena's house where my dick pic was like that was it was beautiful. hanging over. There was like twenty like I don't know uh, decorations. It was like you like can't, ornaments. Yeah, I, well, you can't do that now. Well, I mean, here's the thing: we'd all be in a group chat, and I think we were all in the group chat. We were all uh, consenting roast battle monsters, uh-huh. and so occasionally it would arrive, and it's not that big a deal. I mean, you know, I was not offended. I never uh, showed it to someone who didn't want to see it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The uh, fun. Okay, so fun fact. Fun fact. So there is a uh, for a while when I first started comedy because I was like in the twelve step world for so long. D- just you, you would remember when I would come around. I just had this naive like i had the naivete of a 21 year old but i was in my 30s so like i would just come around oh hi and um occasionally uh somebody would be like oh let me have your number we should be friends and then they would just open with a dick pic yeah i would get that a lot and i had a uh i had a uh a folder of i saved them up and i Mm -hmm. had a folder of dicks i would just send people back a different dick if they did that one time i got an unsolicited dick pic and at the same time, so I sent him back one of the dicks from that folder. And then at the same time, we both sent each other your dick pic. Oh. <laughs> and it looked like and the 405 on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people always ask me, why did you take that picture? Like, And uh, it's because of Jeff Richards, actually. Uh, he asked me what my ex-girlfriend's vagina looked like. This is Gail, for those of you uh I have a few ex-girlfriends. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Are you okay talking about this stuff, by the way? Because if you're not, oh, I talk about restart. anything. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. No, me and Gail are cool. Uh, we, we split custody of Lois, my dog, our oh, dog. The most adorable creature on planet Earth. She's the best. So, uh, But I still loved Gail at the time. And uh, I was like, that's a pretty rude question to you know, ask someone. So I'm like, you want to see what Gail's pussy looked like? So I took the dick pic. 
Nice. Jeff Richards was uh, next to the Booker at the Improv, and he showed her, and I got a spot at the Improv the next <laughs> So uh, that's why I took the picture. We'll so see, that's how you go. break through the into the business. You gotta ha- just have a schlong. I mean, you know, it doesn't hurt. Well, <laughs> I think there is something. I think it does. Th- th- there's wow. something my. to oh my heavens. <laughs> Depends where you put it. I think I think there is something to big dick confidence. Oh yeah. Because those are guys that don't have to. Right. You see a lot of people sort of like jockeying for position and like trying to prove themselves, especially in the comedy world. Of course. And uh, the guys that don't do that without question give off an air of big dick confidence. Well, I mean, I did it. Uh, just, it's a great picture, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Your hair looks great in it. I mean, the yeah. abs, abs are look fucking great. You're ripped. It. I mean, it's a Calvin Klein. How long ago did you take that picture? Uh. Let me see. That was probably four years ago. It's the only dick pic I've ever taken. And, uh, you know, it I served me well. It's, yeah. yeah body, b- body by Equinox. Uh, Equinox, 24-hour fitness, when Equinox's hours are cut. And, uh, you know, I mean, I have to work out because I've never had a drink or drug in my life. So yeah. working out is my, uh, you know, endorphin. That's your thing. Uh, your fix. That's your thing. Yeah, that and comedy and, you know. Roast battle from time to time. Why? Uh, why is it that you um, never gravitated toward that at all? Well, my mom bribed me. Uh, I'm the baby of five children, and uh, I mean, I love all my brothers and sisters, but they had had various substance uh, issues. Oh. So I was a mama's boy, and my mom was like, "If you don't drink till you're 18, I'll get you the car of your choice." Ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh. Within reason. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is 1986. So uh, my car of choice was a bright red BMW 318i. Oh, wow. And uh, I was so excited when I got it. I drove from 20th and Santa Monica Boulevard to my parents' home in Bel Air with the emergency brake on. (laughs) Uh. It was like a Kiss concert. It was so smoky when I got to my dad's or my parents' driveway. And my dad's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what's wrong? Is it supposed to smoke like this? This is like... And he's like, you fucking idiot. You got the emergency brake on. And that's ex- exactly how he told me. So. That's all. That's it's adorable. I love that you're you're it, that worked. That's yeah. And amazing. then after that, it was like, well, why start now? Yeah. And we're around drugs and alcohol every night. Every yeah. night. Do you find that that makes you like do people react to you in a specific way or? Yeah, I think they were like, oh, we can't do drugs or drink in front of Earl because he's square or whatever. And it's like. I've been to the wildest parties on earth. I've seen gangbangs. I've seen uh, people snort various uh, drugs. <laughs> All the things. Various at, orifices. At the gangbang. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I'm... I've seen it all. I haven't done any of it, but I've seen it all a hundred times over. So I'm actually one of the coolest people to do drugs around, I guess, because I don't judge. It's your thing. It's not mine. Yeah. So... Yeah, one night at the comedy store while Don Barris. So if you're ever in L.A. and you get to go to the comedy store, especially on a Friday or Saturday, stay the whole time. (laughs) Just one. The whole time. Just stay the whole time. You're going to see. You're going to actually see. It's like watching the human condition unfold before your eyes. (laughs) Like like you watch hope. You watch despair. You watch struggle. You watch uh, the uh, triumph in the face of adversity. uh, And then at the end, you get to see uh, what something that 
the first time you encounter it, it seems like a fever dream. And I think either the first or the second time uh, my sponsor likes to come around the comedy store and she saw uh, like one night Don Barris had you showed her your dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's Don is the only one who could close out late night. Um, yeah. It's, you know, the, it's literally a gangbang of comedy. By the time Don gets on, there's been 15 comics, all famous. Uh, Everyone's s- brains are jello. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. and Don's a brilliant, he does the warm-up for Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. So uh, he's got the crowd skills of, I mean, no one has his crowd skills. Yeah. Uh, he also gives away a washing machine, so That's yeah. come check that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you don't, if you like to wash it, buy Hitachi. <laughs> So, but, you know, at that point, you have to do anything that gets a laugh. Yeah. Um, he'll have me come out behind the, the stage. Yeah. Has mm. Buffalo Bill. Oh, that's my shit. That's when I knew. I was like, that I need to, I got to know her all better. Thing. That is yeah. amazing. I mean, I don't do that anymore, but, you know. Because it's a different era. I mean, it's that, and you grow. You're like, you know, I want to be seen as a stand-up and, you know, taken a little more seriously. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, you evolve. And, yeah. And, and, your, and how do you, how do you feel now? that's going? <laughs> Oh, I think I'm evolving. Uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people saw me in Montreal and roast battles, so they thought, oh, this guy's uh, that, you know, the wacky entrances. And then they see me do stand-up, which is, you know, uh, my stand-up's really the opposite of my roast battle character. Uh, I more roast myself. So I think people are a little like, oh, that's not how you were on TV. It's, you know, uh, so... You know, I like to show people the other side. Yeah. I have, I kind of have that experience too. Like, people sort of expect me to be an insult comic, and I have obviously that muscle now, but that isn't necessarily what I do on stage. I tell a lot of stories and long bits and, you know, take people on a journey. And uh, very rarely I get to, I was, when I was in Arizona, if you're ever out there, there's this little show called This Week Sucks Tonight. I heard Ty Rivera told me about it. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. actually, shout out to Ty. It's, yes. It's amazing. It's like the Daily Show meets Roast Battle. So and the Benson interruption. So they do a bunch of gags up top. They do monologues, and then they did um, they you do a set, and they try to interrupt you. And I had that like, oh, you you don't you don't know what I'm capable of doing. So I went up Hmm. there and I just lit like laid into them. But it was the first time I got to do both my act and my roasting at the same time. And I was like, wow, that's. That's fun. That's refreshing. Yeah, yeah. That's refreshing. That. I like that. Yeah, it was a it was a good experience. So, but I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Please, we're gonna do. ask you twelve questions from a recovery perspective. Even though you've had no necessity for recovery, but I do know from knowing you and watching you work really hard and achieve your dreams and be also very kind and very humble throughout that whole process I you know and yeah and it's it's difficult it's difficult in, in this town to to it's hard to explain but like it's hard to start moving forward in your life because suddenly people who don't want to move forward in their life or are afraid or who are jealous will kind of rear their ugly head and you'll have like ups and downs and it's hard to just be like you know what i forgive you because i have to move forward you mm-hmm. know what i mean and i know that like with your your rise to success like there's been a lot of crazy things so like 
Let's talk about it. Yeah, baby. Let's get into it. <laughs> I mean, I'm an open book, so. <laughs> you guys should see Earl's know. face. He's like, ah. Oh. I also haven't seen you in 100 years. And I love you. Face. I love both of you, actually. Love like, you so much. I mean, we've been, I think I've known you a little longer than Alex, but like. Just uh, the sweetest person. You're, you know, if everyone was like you, guys, uh, I, I, comedy in LA would be a lot happier <laughs> of a place. It's true, though. Like, I really mean, like, Stuart, Aww, your man is yeah. awesome. And. I know your girlfriend's not uh, a comic, comedian, uh, but that's but like actually that's you know. Well, we could get into that. It helps. Later. Yeah, it really helps. You have to have to <laughs> practice. You have to practice your your spiritual principles. You have to practice your Zen in one way or another. Oh yeah, she's totally my Zen. Like after being out here in the goddamn trenches, and then I go back home. And I'm like, okay, this is my safe space, my home. So I work really hard to keep my home Zen. Everything's feng shuied out. You know, things are clean. The dishwasher. <laughs> it is, is very just like, nice. Oh, it's it looks like a catalog. <laughs> yeah, it l- like freaking um, like crate and barrel threw up into my apartment. That's, that's, that's how I, I am. Like I'm a neat freak. Yeah. yeah, people probably wouldn't guess that. You know. Yeah, your pl- your place is spot clean yeah, too. When I been we've been over. We've I've been, been I've been over for the podcast. So funny, by the way. Shout out to Samir Suri, who also adores <laughs> you. So gay. Oh, okay. He did your podcast. He told me that when he used the restroom, he noticed that you have the best skincare regimen he's ever oh, seen absolutely. a man have. And it was so funny because Stuart was like, "I wonder what kind of skincare stuff." And I was like, "You need to ask Earl." I will tell. <laughs> You need to ask Earl because Earl like knows. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a bad uh, breakup like four years ago, uh, where there was uh, some possible uh, <laughs> infidelity issues on uh, someone's uh, part, and uh, so part. well, no. not my private parts. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. So I got so into every time I see her, I want her to feel like I messed up. Yeah. <laughs> So. Hey, that's the ultimate <laughs> revenge, baby. Uh, it really is. Uh, yeah, my so. ex just got a doctorate and started making like $100,000 a year. So There's when I too. did see him, I was like, okay, oh. you're still the same. Yeah. <laughs> you're still a weirdo. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but I that find, money, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, money is an elixir as well. But, yeah. uh, you know, I don't, I'd rather look good than have more money than I had when I was dating whoever, just mm. because I think. Uh, you know, it's hard to upgrade from looks unless, you know, you're going to date Matt Broussard or something. <laughs> <laughs> Even I got to take a backseat to him. Yeah, that goddamn so dimple chin, man. Yeah, he's like, fuck, <laughs> he's good looking. I mean, I work out, I take yoga, I t- three lab skincare from Barney's. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I still don't look like Matt Broussard. Well, that's because the the engineers at Westworld made him to look that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, him and Lachlan Patterson are like... You know, just like bone structure for days. Oh my god! And they're both, and they're both nice too. Like yeah, they're so both sweet. the sweetest guys. The it's nicest. Like, Fuck man, can't it's you guys be bad at something? Mm-hmm. Like I, some I stopped wearing my boat shoes because I saw how good Matt Broussard looked yeah. in them. I was like, man, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> he could look good in like a Hawaiian shirt and like speedos with his balls hanging out like, like <laughs> that looks really good on him like me or you would be like uh, put some sh- pants yeah, on what's dude problem? <laughs> okay so how do you <laughs> so with all the ups and downs in your life like how do you experience surrender like if something doesn't go your way how do you experience it how do you adjust what do you do um you know there's always going to be something better that comes the next day so i don't dwell on anything um bad 
you know, because it's not going to make a difference. You know, you could dwell on something and it still happened. And it's, uh, I mean, I'm in a really good place in life. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know that uh, tomorrow's going to be a better day. And like in my personal life, like, you know, I'm a paid regular here, and yeah. which is like the number one club in the country. I'm, you know, roast battle. I'm a popular figure amongst the fans. Uh, you know, on an Adult Swim cartoon, the Showtime show. So like, if I have a bad audition, it's like I have all those things to look at and go, I'm good. Yeah, you have evidence yeah. of your greatness. And I don't mean to like list all those things. Like usually when someone lists oh, all the no. shows they're on, it's like they're bragging or no, I, this is a celebration yeah. we're celebrating right? yeah you know yeah, i have absolutely. a you know a, a successful podcast that uh, y- you know yeah. d- does well and so uh but you're not going to get everything you know uh y- and you know, i think you have to realize that you know i had i have hundreds of auditions that i've gone on mm-hmm. since getting you know all those things i just named and mm-hmm you know, I don't get them. So well, I yeah. think what was really inspiring, one thing I really looked at as far as um, the trajectory of like how you live your life is I saw that there was like less involvement with Rose Battle, which, you know, much love in that direction. But then everything in your life started to expand. You started to do like you started to get a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And it was like one of those clear things of like, oh, wow, like it's okay to do a thing and move on and do other things too and still have love for everything in between. Oh yeah. I mean, I love yeah. roast battle. I, I like, it's given me everything really. Uh, it got me on the adult swim cartoon directly, the showtime directly. Wow. Um, I mean, it's not partially responsible. It is responsible. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it was hard to leave because it was like, you know, what if I stay next week? What what can I get? You know, what if what if uh, it is an addictive show to do? Yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, I uh, I don't like some of the people uh, that are in, involved around it, but because uh, I think uh, you know, and this might be better for another question you guys are going to ask, but like, <laughs> it's um, you know, it's not a stand-up show; it's a specialty show. Yeah. So I think certain people you know walk around like they own the place and then like the next day when it's a stand-up show and there's no roast battle people around it's like it's a different we're in a different world yeah it's Mm -hmm. like okay this ain't tuesday night yeah the currency changes yeah so i think a lot of people could you know take uh a look at that and go okay so um yeah that's the number one thing about people complaining about doing roast battle a lot and then like their stand-up suffers and back and forth back and forth i'm like no you can if if you know what you're doing you can tweak both things you shouldn't nothing's the end all be all nowhere is the end all be all if you focus on just like what you're doing outside of stand up outside of the store you're doing so much more that balances you out for you know whether you don't get those additions or not you have that and if not that then you always have a spot at the store yeah like that is the dream right there oh yeah i mean not need anything yeah, I mean, you have, that's the perfect, you know, you have to, like, uh, I want to do Roast Battle again, but I don't need to. And, and the that's show doesn't need me. Yeah, that's sort of, sort of how I feel as well. Like, I want to do it again, but it isn't necessarily, like, I've been working on my stand-up for the last year and, my, and working on my health issues, too. Right. And so it was like, okay, well, health issues taken care of. And now it was, you know, the reason why I went out to Arizona was to do – to headline shows so yeah. I could go out there and really figure out like, okay, 
how much time can I do? What does this muscle look like? What do I need to work on? What do I need to improve? And now I have a game plan. And it's like, yeah. okay, like, you know, I can take the, uh, the skills I learned in that venue in Rose Battle have done nothing but help my stand up. Oh, absolutely. You know, over time. But I did, it, it has been nice to like, it's sort of like, you know, how boxers have really overdeveloped muscles in certain areas. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had like, I had like, crazy big guns but like no legs and now i'm like learning my legs i'm getting my it's been leg day for a year you know what i mean yeah i mean i think you have to uh plan you have to have a game plan like you said like i think some people who do roast battle they think okay i'm gonna get on tv and i'm gonna be famous and it's like it just doesn't work like that we all thought that a little bit though yeah (laughs) i mean i all did i did for sure i was like oh and this is it and i got some opportunities after that and you know you show up you ride the ride and and then it was like okay now what yeah build out the portfolio i mean i uh okay i just beat jimmy carr who's like one of the he's probably the most famous comic in the world i did but you know it's like okay well you gotta bounce Tiana and 48 hours so right (laughs) good luck with that and then whether you beat or lose to her uh you gotta battle k trevor wilson and you know eight minutes after that so um you know yeah you you get the tv show and then you know at two weeks later it's like they they're moving on to the next season and to the next thing like you know to your season and then now they're moving on to season three or whatever it's called i guess yeah you know whatever's going on and uh so and then after that's done it's like yeah you know, so I think so many people like, especially if you don't do that well in the show, like, you know, if you get blasted out, you know, it's like, all right, well, they're they're not going to bring you back, in all likelihood. So yeah, get what you get out of it. Yeah, and, you know, work on your stand up. Yeah, that's true. Damn, and you did just that. You you yeah. rolled the ride and then you got off and then you just own the fucking park now. <laughs> well, it was tough though because I love the uh, the combat. Uh, uh-huh. I mm-hmm. love uh, even though the humor is not necessarily mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the uh, strategy of okay, they're gonna say this about me. Me too. I'm a strategy uh, person too. I like the game. I like the chess. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. uh, okay. Uh, you know, they're gonna call me old because I think I'm the oldest roaster. You know who actively roasted so yeah <laughs> uh, i mean i know there's like maybe like a couple i don't want i hate saying open micers because it's a dismissive term but like yeah somebody yeah one or two like yeah guys in their 50s or whatever but they weren't really serious about this show i thought you were 24 what are you uh, talking about right? i'm 49 but you know <laughs> unless it's matt broussard uh i'm <laughs> probably gonna physically look better than whoever i'm battling yeah so it's like call me old because that sets me up. I'm a rebuttal guy. Yeah. So I, I never, I have most of my jokes written for me, which is a controversial thing, uh, you know, in the roast battle world. Yeah. So. I, you know, I it was so funny. I went in and I only went in with like assistance on one joke on my season. And um, other than that, I wrote all my own jokes and got my clock cleaned by like, a collection of dudes I know really well. <laughs> and I was like, man. And I was like, but, you know, I, there isn't, at first I was salty about that. And then I realized, you know, I, it's a good business decision at that juncture. You oh, yeah. I mean, I, mean so I can't be mad at it. Oh, no. It would have been mean, brilliant to win on my own, like, you know what I mean? To go out there and be like, I got two years in this game and I just did it on my own. Like, it would have been cool, but that wasn't what happened. <laughs> but I, I, that's what I love about the show is the, the community feel. Like, I know Pat Barker and I love Pat. He's yeah. like the best. I know Shout he, out to Pat Barker. Yeah, and he's, Pat and Jeff love sports. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the 25th episode coming up. Hey. Uh, yeah. 
But like I know he told Sarah Tiana, make him go first. He doesn't like to go first. Uh-huh. And I had never gone first before. And if you ever, for whatever reason, <laughs> look up roast battle things on YouTube, uh-huh. when she said go first, I stuttered. I was like, because I'd never gone first before. Yeah. So it was, I, I love the, the strategy. Yeah, of the, you oh, know, it's like, beautiful. Yeah, I know like, people are going to come at me with Asian jokes, and I'm like, okay, or sobriety jokes, and I'm like, right. oh, I'm ready for you. Yeah. Yeah. Please launch that sucker, Yeah, right. I will blast it out of the sky, and it's the funnest thing. Like, rebuttals get the biggest pop in that room. Right. Because well, everyone's going to have probably the same level of jokes for the most part, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really, uh, at least in my battles, most are won on, on the rebuttals, uh, you know, who mm-hmm. can. And I try not, if I'm battling someone who's fat or whatever, I try not to do a fat joke because mm-hmm. it fucks with their head uh, i can't believe me and guam had to follow you and joe dosh that one night that, that was, was well that was lovely that was oh a cluster that was uh i felt like the janitor you know? <laughs> 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 oh i'm just here to clean up oh that was the show well i mean i i don't know joe uh, joe dosh is an animal like yeah. uh, the two of you but he's like so cute <laughs> He's so catty and like mean and vicious. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm like, I have to go in all out, and um, I wasn't expecting Joe DeRosa to. Uh, oh, that was the best. And Eddie Eft, I know, is like a time bomb up there, and you know. <laughs> I, I did, and this is no disrespect to you or Joe. I have no idea who won, except for that you two beat Joe DeRosa so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we tied actually. I mean, Eddie Eft was gonna vote for me. Uh, which would have given me the win, but I zinged him. And he's like, well, I was going to vote for you, Earl, but I'm going to vote for Joe now. Uh, oh, the judging. The I mean, the so judging's insane. all across the board. Like, it's crazy. You know, a lot of people don't think I beat Jimmy Carr, but, like, to me, I th- I think I beat him, you know, uh, if you yeah. factor in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, judging's like boxing or MMA. You know, if you favor a particular style, you know, uh, you know, you're going to vote for that yeah. style. I used to be more of a consistency girl. And then I, ju- I judged up in the belly room recently and I realized that I wanted big swings from people. And so I right. started being like, you know what? I know that you guys are all saying that this person is consistent, but this person is more creative. And I like that. And I think we should reward the fact that they took huge swings and got big pops and then had one flub. Like you're killing me right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I guess when I judge, uh, I like to see good rebuttals, and yeah. I like to see the person take a joke well. Like, yeah. if mm-hmm. someone uh, does an Asian joke about you, or maybe a joke about Stuart yeah. against you, or you know, certain things about me, I like to see that person laugh it off, and uh, you know, go, okay, you got me, but I'm gonna get you now. Uh, <laughs> it's all in good fun. It's the yeah, it's for the most part. I, I think yeah. you know. I think yeah. there's some people who are just dicks and do the show. Uh, because they get off on bullying, and yeah. you know, yeah. uh, I don't like that part of it. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it's uh, you know, you're not gonna love everyone, right? right. Uh, all I don't love most of them. That's that's true. I mean, you know, there's gonna, you know, in a show that's literally got a hundred people who are directly involved in it, whether it be battlers, judges, uh, you know, Brian, Jeff, you know, yeah. you, you, you're gonna have probably have an issue with at least one person, right? Well, right. The, you and I had an interesting commonality. My sponsor, I think the first time a, a clip was online, <laughs> my sponsor, I read two YouTube comments, and my sponsor went, I called her right away, and she mm-hmm. said, and she said, okay, you're not allowed to read anything 
any comment oh, about no. you on the internet from here on out. And I have stayed true to that just because it was interesting. I wasn't, I knew like, I knew they were going to be offensive, but the thing that cracked me up is they were spelling my name wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> and like, so it was a funny moment where I was like, I wasn't so torn up about it. I know a couple of people had decided I was super torn up about it. And what the roasters started to do after a while is before I would battle them, they would screen cap the YouTube comments and then put them online. So it was like a thing where it was like I'd made a choice to not participate in that. And people would try to make me participate. And I was like, well, that's just mean spirited. <laughs> I was like, why yeah, would I mean, you do that? <laughs> it's, it's a cold world. A, I mean, like, someone sent me a clip of uh, some Reddit comments on me. And it was like, this is bullshit. Yeah, like, why would you? Yeah. Like, I mean, it was pretty funny. The one guy, I, and I put it up on Facebook because I thought it was pretty funny. I, so can someone explain to me, Earl Skakel? I just don't get that guy. He seems like a rich guy who hangs out at the comedy store because he doesn't have to have a job and just says the N-word and faggot. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty accurate. Uh, <laughs> guys, guys really got me nailed. Uh, but it's just like, how could you come up with that <laughs> idea about me if you've never met me? I mean, clearly my yeah. roast battle uh, persona is... is you have yeah. to be an idiot to think I'm really like that. But it's yeah. how they feel, so it's a fact. Yeah, you, you can't. I think that it was an Opie and Anthony fan, and I I listened to Opie and Anthony, but like their fans are like pro wrestling type of like wow. this is real. Uh, so I, I don't go online. They still believe Santa exists too. Yeah, they still think you know pro wrestling's real and you know kisses in it for yeah. the fans and you know I don't look up any. After that, I'm like, I'm never looking up a comment about me. And I, I remembered you saying that because my, so my sponsor's telling me, like, don't do that. And I said, you know who doesn't look at their comments? Earl. And she Damn. goes, and Earl's doing great, so be like Earl. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I just, like, went about my day. <laughs> Can you imagine how much better the world would be if we disabled comments, like, one day out of the week? Yeah. Or, like, we disabled comments on YouTube videos or all that shit for just, like, a good month. Just how much better the world off would be would be off of yeah i mean well i I have to respect you if you're gonna like zing me like that like if you're gonna give me advice on jokes or you know like mike lawrence came up to me in montreal and he's like you want to go over your jokes i'm like oh my god this is like yeah Yeah. this is mike lawrence expert not not, right not an open micer coming up to you like hey let me tell you a thing or two about comedy (laughs) he looks at my first joke against tom baller he's like i love it uh-huh. And then he just looks at me in his own, you know, uh, special way. I was like, you sure about the rest? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're battles in about five hours. I'm yeah. positive. Uh, yeah. But, like, I'll listen to him because yeah. uh-huh. roasting is his thing. If yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe says, hey, man, uh, this is how I would get on Netflix if you're looking to, of course, you know, yeah. I'll listen to him. But I'm Experts. not going to. Yeah, I mean, do I only listen to people who've done better than me. Thank you. You know, uh, Jimmy Carr gave me advice once uh, when uh, I was – giving him some uh, frustrations of mine about roast battle. And he's like, just, he just looked at me in that Jimmy Carr look. And he's like, just worry about your side of the road and be funny. There and you it's go. like, well, no shit. But yeah. coming from him, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess this guy's uh, sells out everywhere he plays. So I guess you can hear a piece of advice a thousand times, but it's that right person at the right time that can deliver it. Yeah. Like, you know? I mean, we could all give it, we c- are all probably capable of giving someone roast battle advice. Cause we're, achieved a lot on the show all three of us yeah. uh i wouldn't really take advice from someone who <laughs> hasn't gotten on 
you know, a battle yet or, you yeah. know, I had one guy on Facebook rip into my battle and uh, someone had sent it to me. I also never would have seen it. And uh, he said something along the lines of, uh, I just don't think he's a good battler. He, and I'm like, well, how many battles have you had? He's like, well, I've never done it before, but like, ah. like well, then yeah. I don't yeah. tell Tom Brady how to throw a football. Exactly. Yeah, that's like getting a sponsor with less time than you. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. so I don't I don't give advice unless it's something uh, that I'm in a better position than the person asking me. Yeah. Well, what would you say has been the most insane moment in your life, in your career? I mean, there's a few. I mean, can I give more than just one? I mean, yeah. I don't want to yeah. be too long winded. No, you're good. No, we're, we're um, probably uh, my first match in Montreal in, in roast battle. It was, uh, you know, you're like. It's like surreal to right. you're like in a movie set. And uh, before my first joke, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a guy in the front row. And he had a Skakel Army shirt on. Hey. <laughs> I still don't know who this guy was. Oh. And he did it like, if you're a music fan, uh, you know, Kiss had their fan club was the Kiss Army. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. And he had it done in that lettering. And, I mean, Gene Simmons would probably sue this guy if he could find out who he was. Uh, wow. And I almost stuttered on my first joke because I was like, Fuck, someone took the time and cared Aww. enough about me. Uh, yeah. uh so i mean that definitely stands out and uh i mean being passed here uh, yeah i had a full-on uh, panic attack 20 minutes before my showcase where i was like i was naked in my bathroom sweating bullets i couldn't move i've never had one since uh and i was just like fuck i gotta i gotta get up to the comedy store right now i mean i was literally yeah. drenching uh over the toilet just dripping uh and i somehow you know, with no drugs or anything, came here and like uh, everyone was rooting for me that night because uh, this was the first showcase since Tommy had gotten fired and Adam had taken over. And, uh, Can you tell our listeners how long you've been plowing away at this? I mean, it's so long I really can't tell you when I started. Probably close to twenty years, yep. uh, but at wow. that time it was probably around the thirteen-year mark yep. and. Uh, you know, it was a lot of pressure. I think part of the reason I had the panic attack was everyone was telling Adam, you got to pass Earl. You gotta, he's been up here the longest. He's, you know, big name comics were coming up to him. You got to pass this guy. He's like, we all love him. He, he got fucked over by the last guy. Um, and, you know, Adam was like, hey, I'm going to showcase you, but, you know, I, I'm not going to pass you just because, you know, every yeah. comic up here is telling me to. So I was like, mm -hmm. and, and I wouldn't have want to be right. passed like that anyway. Right. But there was still like all this pressure on me. And then, you know, when I, Got on uh, stage that night. I saw like Chris D'Elia walk in, and, and like there was such a, <laughs> it was like that scene in Rocky where they're all in the bar watching him beat Apollo Creed. And I know it's a fictional movie, mm -hmm. but it was like, you know, there was this sense of like, hey, this is his shot, and uh, you know, to, you know, I got passed, and so that was like, fuck, it's worth it. You know, thirteen mm -hmm. years of nothing, open mics, and just you know, thinking of quitting several times just because it was like. You know, I can't. I don't know if I can do this much longer with 
you know, and just be happy doing uh, open mics in the valley. And like, I want more. And because <laughs> you, know, uh, you used to host the Liquid Zoo, right? I did. Liquid and Zoo. also, also Ron Swallow, uh, who was a guest, yeah. he also used to host the Liquid Zoo. And I would go there because I saw um, and Ed Ed Greer would go there all yeah. the time, right? So I would see people that were um, Rich Slate and all these people that were very, very, very good go out to a bar that was literally full of like. Like the first time I was there, the bartender had to tell a man to not touch me because he kept like trying to like rub up against me. I was like, stop. What are you doing? Mm. It's like a real rough place where like gross Johns find gross hookers. Like that's. Yeah. It's the stages in the back corner. Yeah. Behind the bar where it's positioned in a way where their backs would naturally be turned to you. Yeah. 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 uh, I mean, back when I hosted it. Uh, there wasn't even a stage in the corner. It was like you were literally above the uh, the uh, bingo uh, thing or below the bingo uh, TV screen. So it's just like it was the worst environment to, uh, you know, do comedy in. But, you know, I, at that point, I was like, wow, I don't want to do these shows anymore. Right. It's, like, it's nothing to gain for me. By and I was killing in these rooms, which was like uh, giving me a false confidence and like, People would come up to me and be like, "Dude, you're our favorite shitty room comic." And I was like, <laughs> oh, they were man. like, Ugh. "It's like being called the skinniest girl in the Big Loser." Like, <laughs> so, you know, it's a compliment, I guess, but uh, they meant well with the compliment. But it's like mm-hmm. I don't really, uh, I want more. But you know, this the comedy store is like there's hundreds of people trying to get yeah. in here. So, uh, you know, that's probably my number one like on the steps of philadelphia you know hands yeah, in the air you did it so damn it's amazing you know. it's amazing how do you make decisions in your life i'm very good at thinking two steps ahead okay uh, you know i always think what are the consequences um and again a brain that's never that's never had drugs or alcohol in it and <laughs> what do you do you think what are the consequences to my actions <laughs> yeah but uh, you know i just i'll go back to roast battle for it's it's really the only way i can explain this that, like you know the first year of the roast battle was a wild yeah. show it was mm-hmm. completely uh, you know <laughs> it's just different it was compl- when i got involved i think it was like year two and it yeah. was still crazy yeah it was just before the sh- the tv show came out and kind of changed everything yeah you know, i mean changed the, the audience changed yeah it was lunacy I mean, year one was like, uh, uh, like Roots meets, uh, you know, Porky's meets uh, Blazing Saddles meets every raunchy comedy from any era. Um, And I was like the house racist. And, uh, you know, I was like, well, this is fun to do. And, you know, most weeks I was doing pretty well. But like, you know, you just knew that the show was going to get picked up by some television network, Mm -hmm. you know. Comedy Central, Netflix, uh, Hulu, you know, and I knew it was like they're never going to have an Archie Bunker type character as a standalone uh, person. Uh, They're just not. It's just even back then, even before the Me Too thing, it was like it's just not acceptable humor uh, for the mainstream. They have sponsors. Right. Uh, So it's like I got to bring a girl in, a a funny girl who can soften the blow of the wackiness of me. So I brought in Whitney Rice, Yay. and Whitney's awesome and mm-hmm. super, super funny, mm-hmm. and we just had great timing. And then even with her, you know, toward the end of the second year, she had done it a year. I'm like, okay, uh, they're probably going to keep Whitney and get rid of me because it's like 
it just looks better to have a funny, pretty girl doing this instead of the yeah. wacky white guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just always thinking ahead, and then I was like, well, I'm going to have to start to battle if I want to be on this show. Right. Uh, on in front of the camera. So I started looking at certain battlers and, uh, you know, going, well, battling's not really my thing, but, uh, you know, I want to see uh, if I can, like, study certain people. And uh, so I started studying them, and then, you know, then I started battling and, you know, thinking, okay, what's the next move? Uh, you know, I'm going to do performances. Like, since it's not really necessarily my style of humor, I'm going to come out like a pro wrestler and talk like one. Come out with no shirt on. Yeah. Come out with no shirt on. That's that's the, that's the thing I've seen you do the most of. <laughs> well, I, had a, I asked the Comedy Central executive on the plane going to Montreal. I'm like, hey, if I get to the finals, and no one thought I was, because I was given a, an incredibly tough bracket uh yeah which i still not really understanding why but that's another podcast uh that's we could talk brackets sometime too well i mean because because i i don't think they expected me to beat my first person in my bracket either i think they were like what just happened well that's what happened in my road to roast battle matchup where uh you know and this goes to answering the question of thinking ahead like i i everyone else and my road to roast battle season got to battle a friend, a podcast partner, someone they'd already beaten. Uh, I had to battle Jesse Joyce, who you know worked mm-hmm. for Comedy Central. Like, yeah, you know. And I think the feeling was, well, let's put him against Earl. Uh, Earl will make it a fun battle, and you know, <laughs> Jesse will get to go. <laughs> and so I had to start thinking, okay, what's the strategy? Right. Uh, you know, and it's this kind of answering your guys' question. Uh, and when the first joke hit, and his, uh, you know, was a little long-winded, every Comedy Central exec like got up on their seat, and, <laughs> and the second mm-hmm. joke went even a little better, and you could tell their jaws dropped. It was like, oh, we got to send this guy to Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> and then my bracket was what it was, and uh, so I always thought two steps ahead. Okay, how do I battle this person? How do I, after roast battle, what meeting do I set up to? you know, get on this show or that show and even on the Adult Swim show, it's like, okay, how do I get on another Adult Swim show? I'm always thinking ahead. Yeah. yeah. And that's, honestly, I'm I'm sitting here listening to you and being like, oh my God, why didn't I take you to lunch right after I did it? Because I, I wasn't thinking in that sort of mindset. You know, I think you I was being to. more passive as far as like, well, someone's going to call for something. And yeah, I just, shouldn't have been. <laughs> I should have been I mean, calling everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's just a different... Uh, you know, like I think a lot of comics hear the story of David Brenner. You mm-hmm. know, when he did the Tonight Show, and he said the next day he had like a year's worth of road work and TV gigs. Yeah. But that was back when the Tonight Show was the only show. Right. You know, now there's just too many shows and 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 too many things. No one's going to be calling you. I don't mean you. No, or no. You. You were. Yeah. By the way, you were correct. No <laughs> one called. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got like one or two calls. <laughs> But, I mean, you have to set it up yourself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, like I had a Comedy Central exec come up to me and said, do you got any ideas after I beat Jimmy? I'm like, well, yeah, I want to. <laughs> I took a shot. I'm like, I want to do a special, but I don't want anyone to be in the room. like Because <laughs> my whole thing was I've struggled for so long doing stand-up and open mics and bars like the Liquid Zoo. Yeah. And I'm like, I literally want to do it in front of two drunks in the Comedy Store original room. And the guy just looks at me, he's like, yeah, uh, 
don't think that's going to work on our network. And uh, I'm like, well, what about this idea? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, you have to always, you know, even with the podcast, it, like, how do you get it to the next level? Yeah. You know, uh, I turned down being on networks, uh, you know, because I, I like doing it on my own. But I say, what are the pros and cons of being on, you know, the Comedy Store Network or uh, All yeah. Things Comedy? And, like, for me, I like being on my own. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, to some, to maybe you guys, it's like, well, we like the structure that, you know, yeah. being on a network provides. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my way is not the right way for you guys right. or, or anyone else. It's just finally the right way for me. It's your thing. It's your thing. And you and you try your best not to let anyone dictate it for their own like purposes like advertising i know that's like a big thing if you have advertisers and right. you get pulled and they're like hey you can't do that thing that made you so big you're like the fuck am i here for yeah i mean that's why I, that's why i like stand up that's what yeah. really drew me to stand up. i was like oh i get to do whatever i want oh this is gonna be fun yeah i mean it's you have to uh, i mean it's never been easier to be in in control of your own shit can we yeah. like swing? yes okay. please uh, oh my gosh so you know um which, you know, and then once you start building a little bit more of a resume, it gives you a little uh, power is maybe the wrong word. But, like, right. I know if I'm ever, like, say, asked to battle again, yeah. I'll be like, uh, these are the five people I'll battle. If you want to give me them, they'll all be top battles. Right. You know, they're not going to be easy battles, but I'm not going to run the gauntlet this time. Yeah. You and know? the nice thing about your reputation is no one's going to turn you down. Like, you not are. Necessarily. You are. You're, you're, you're the white whale for many people. Well, I mean, I think I've, uh, I don't think I have too many enemies uh, that I know of. Uh, I'm sure there's people who are haters or jealous of, and I'm sure you, you guys get the same thing. Yeah. Why are they on roast battle? Yeah. I'm funnier than they are. Well, I guess you're not. Um, mm -hmm. Right. You know, he doesn't right. write his own jokes. Uh, well, maybe you should introduce yourselves to my writers. And yeah. You'll, right. get on, <laughs> you, you'll get on the show right. over me. Oh, uh, I've seen it. Well, you know, I, we all have haters, I'm sure. And yeah. some, well, you know, she's a, a girl. I should have gotten on because um, I'm, I'm funnier, <laughs> dude. She oh. got on because she's. I've, I've had. Well, I think that was the surprising part is having friends say like, when opportunities started to avail themselves, having friends say to me, "Oh, you're gonna get that because you're you," and I'd be like, "What does that mean?" And they'd say, "Well, you know, you're a woman, and you know, you're." latina and you'll get that because you're you and it's like the a that isn't what happened and b it, it's the things i got were based on a lot of hard work oh 100% <laughs> like, people don't see that yeah they don't it's because they, they we start had the one of the most legendary battles in that room so go suck your own dick and <laughs> see that yeah i mean yeah. just uh the people don't see the hard work that goes into our stand up or or you know i remember one battle you had i i, I forget the battle but you sent me your jokes and it's like Jesus Christ, there's like 75 jokes here. Like, that that's crazy to yeah. write that many. Uh, they don't see that. They see yeah. the four jokes you do on stage, and, mm -hmm. oh, that he probably just wrote like seven, eight jokes. Uh, yeah. I um, totaled it up. I think between, in my run on Rose Battle, I did, between the stage show and the television show, I wrote like over a 1,000 jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've tried to total it. I mean, I've yeah. had... Uh, it's insane. I've had 12 battles, and uh, I know uh, for a few in particular, I, wrote, I mean, for Tom Ballard, I wrote 107, or I mm. should say. Oh, hey there. I wrote maybe 50 and had 60 or so written for me, uh, and then others, uh, I, I wrote more than that, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I mean, I think I'm fairly well-liked. Even the people who I don't like, the one or two, 
I don't even think they can say a bad word about me. Yeah. You're a classy gentleman. Even when I came into the roast battle scene, I was like, oh, my God, who's this fucking guy? He's incredible. And then yeah. after the show, you were like, hey, man, good job up there. I was like, You're always oh, sweet. What's well, tough? That's I mean, really yeah. nice. It was like I felt welcome that way. Well, yeah, because I realized because I had to struggle so long to get in up here. Uh, you know, I wish I had someone like me going, hey, man, this is how you get in up here. This is, you know, uh, in roast battles – whether you're good at it or not, I respect anyone who does it. It's brutal up there. Yeah. Uh, it's such a uh, alpha male, and I guess they have alpha females. Yeah, uh, you gotta, yeah. It's, it is an alpha male environment, even as a woman. It's an alpha male yeah. environment. I mean, I, what is an alpha female? Is that, do they, uh, uh, boss bitch? Boss bitch. Yeah, yeah you gotta, you, yeah, you gotta go in there and be like, no, my cojones are bigger than everyone in yeah. this room. You so. know? And, and as a woman, you have to walk the line of being like cute about it. Mm. You gotta be like, oh, yeah. Also really likable, and, and then you also poo. have to turn on the bitch like oh, yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I think it it would be easier in roast battle and stand up if people were more helpful toward each other. Instead yeah, of, mm -hmm. I got to get this for me. I got to get in front of Jeff and Moses. It's like, well, no, just have you know a battle with someone you like. Have help fun. them. Yeah, I mean, it's, people yeah. will talk about it if it's good enough. Yeah. People will talk about it. You don't need yeah. everybody there. Even though I like having Jeff Ross in the room, I feel like he's like roast Papa. You know, we're like Papa Roast. We're like, oh, hey, Dad's home to watch us battle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it's also stand up too. Like, yeah, you know, I've hooked up a lot of people with, with gigs and whatnot, uh, and it, you know, they hook you up down the road. Yeah. I mean, you right. should hook them up to. Just hook them up. Don't expect to get anything back. And you'll get mm -hmm. stuff back. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, I just wish uh, people would be more, a uh, little less competitive and more, like, help good people out. Well, what I saw as far as, like, where my career and my and my spiritual program started to conflict, so, like, where my 12-step program and my career started to conflict was there was suddenly a lot of people around me who treated the things that they achieved is sort of a limited resource, right? So they'd be like, no, this is mine. And they would be, they would suddenly become very secretive. You'd ask somebody, how are you doing? And they'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'm fine. I have some stuff going on. And you're like, what does that even do? Like, what does that mean? And I found that it was separating, it was separating me between uh, the people that I truly had formed friendships with. And I realized like, okay, well, if they value, if they value and feel protective and, and possessive, over those things more than the friendship, then those aren't really friendships. Mm -hmm. And then to pull back and go, okay, if I want to live a life that's abundant, I need to share in abundance. And yeah. and I would find comics, suddenly comics started to come into my life that would like, you know, send me a thing like, hey, you know what, you should audition for this or here's a packet or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I think you'd be good for this. I want you to have this opportunity. And it was like once the, once everything kind of opened up like that, I felt a lot better. If that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, started to be a little happier when I was cutting out the people like you just described. Yeah, you uh, just, yeah if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with others. I mean, you can't go by yeah. yourself in this business. It's yeah. Just, as someone who, if I'm qualified to say anything, it's I've seen a million cocky comics come and go, mm -hmm. and you know the ones who get. You know, you look at the most successful comics in the world, Russell Peters, you won't find a nicer person. Yeah. Always hooking people up. Ralphie May, mm -hmm. before he passed, uh, you know, um, like, he's helped more comics than probably anyone. Um, and he never did it like, hey, I'm helping people. Like, he always did it, like, in a DM. Low-key way, yeah. Um, it, and, you know, the people who are, like, 
um, a little more selfish, they, they fade out pretty fast. Yeah. Because it's a small, as you see, you know, the, the more successful you get, the smaller the mountain gets. So yeah. you got to deal with less and less people. And, like, you get stuff because you're – there's a lot of funny people out there. There's a lot of funny people. Oh, like, sometimes you'll go somewhere and you're like, who is this gem of a person? Yeah. And just, like – isn't in LA or isn't, you know what I mean? Like who is this, who is this person who's a bartender by day? Like what's mm-hmm. happening right now? You yeah. I mean? I mean, it's like, even like with, even with roast battle, the first, you know, there was an untelevised season that most people don't talk about. Uh, it was like the test season in Montreal. And, uh, you know, really? yeah, it was, uh, that's when me and Whitney were the haters. Oh, and, uh, fun. you know, uh, that's when I first saw Jimmy Carr and Tom mm-hmm. Ballard and K. Trevor Wilson. And I'm like, wow, these guys would kill anyone in L.A. Who are they? Yeah. Um, Especially and, K. Trevor. Oh, he's an animal. God like, damn. He's just, but, like, he's someone who I'd never seen before. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, in that season, he had beaten Tiana and Ashley Barnhill. And it was like, wow, this guy's amazing. He's and, incredible. And it's the same in stand-up. You, you see you go to Canada or wherever and, and or you go to New York and there's a lot of awesome people in yeah. New York and you go, wow, there's more than just LA. Yeah. <laughs> stand up and roasting. We and, live and in a whatever. bubble. Well, you, yeah. Oh, absolutely. What throughout your journey has been the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself? Uh, my ability to deal with bullshit. Uh, <laughs> you are very calm. Uh, I, I was, I think I was, and I, I regret this with my whole heart. I think I was kind of like, my face was cracking a little bit toward the end of the TV experience. So I'd be fine. Like, you know, I'd be kind to people and stuff, but then every once in a while somebody would ask me how I'm doing and I'd like let out some of my, like, this is a, a lot, you know, like, but it is a lot. Like, uh, Solid act out. <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, I mean, in my case with the TV thing, uh, you know, a lot of people, Oh dude, we think you can win it all. Yeah. It's like, Oh, what are you talking about? You giving me every battle I had was brutally tough. Like you guys are using me to make other people look good and I'm just beating them. Uh, so it's, it's the ability to deal with that. You know, six, seven years ago, I would have been like, fuck this. I would have walked off the show. Um, but you know, your you ability just, to keep a cool head and it's tough sometimes, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, just I think because I haven't pickled my body with alcohol yeah. and yeah. weed and, you know, like you stay present to it all. So you're not it's a double edged sword because you're not you oh, see yeah. what's happening in front of you. I hear everything. And then you mm-hmm. can't you also have to you have the awareness of mind to not react to all of it. And it's tough because yeah. so, since you are so uh, like aware and like, you know, like, you know, on Roast Battle Nights up here, it's crazy. There's 75 conversations going on. I hear everything. I'm like a computer. Jeez. I, it's, yeah. it's almost unnerving because it's, I can't filter any of it. I, if someone's talking over there about you, I'll hear it. And then if someone's over there talking about you, I'll hear yeah. it. And then about me over there, I'll hear it. And then I, I, I process it all because I can't. Mm-hmm. I have this wacky memory. It's probably my best asset. It's That's like amazing. A, I, but it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, a downfall almost as well because I, I, I tend to hold grudges because I remember everything. 
Well, that's where I remember after the show, somebody had posted a picture. Matt Broussard had written his jokes on his wrist. Someone had posted a picture. They zoomed it in and like started to bust on him on the Internet. And I was the first person to be like, listen, we write thousands of jokes for this thing. And you need to calm down because all of us had our sets written on our hand. Probably except for you. (laughs) Well, I mean, well, I mean, uh, yeah, but that's why I had one against Jimmy that I fumbled on. you know, because I, I like the uh, the adrenaline. I'm an adrenaline junkie in that regard. So I love. Okay, I'm gonna remember five jokes. I, you know, I've I've got them in my head, and I'm gonna let it fly. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I also love to have had that one where I could have gone. Okay, that's how you say it. That is true. That looking at something does separate. I know exactly what you mean. That like. I just went skydiving and it's akin to, and I've gone bungee jumping. It's akin to like, once you have it in your memory and you're just dialed in, it's akin to just jumping out of the plane. Cause you're yeah. like, Oh, okay. I'm good. Like I, I know exactly what's about to happen. Oh yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you have a, uh, a game plan like with, you know, Jimmy Carr and you know, I was like, I'm going to throw the clipboard out. It's going to bring it into focus that he reads his jokes and then he's one of the greatest comics in the world like yeah. Yeah. so i think people think i was trying to say he couldn't remember four jokes uh i wasn't saying that at all i'm just saying it is easier if you can just sit there and read to, and to be fair each one of his jokes was a was a five paragraph essay yeah <laughs> which you know anyone else do. Yeah. oh he's great he's but great. i mean it's to me anyway uh i think to me rose pal's one joke you know, Anna, you look like, or yep. Anna is blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Alex is blah, blah, blah. Not Alex is blah, blah, blah. And his family is, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. so, We're snipers. He was doing combinations. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's yeah. amazing. And that's why he's so tough to beat because he does, you know, like for me, I'm, you know, the best at rebuttals for myself. But, and like, he doesn't really give you room to rebut. Like, cause yeah. they're so long. And it's like, bulldozes. when do I, like, get in there to rebut and uh but uh you know i yeah everyone's different you know. yeah everyone has different strategies and <laughs> some people are like jesse joyce is a brilliant roast joke writer yeah. i mean br- i mean he makes money writing roast yeah. jokes but uh so there's he's not wrong how he does it i'm probably in the history of the show say the shortest jokes so, so is it wrong or right who knows yeah there's um okay I, I'm a I'm a short joke writer too. I think I think probably you and I have had like seven to nine word jokes and stuff. Like if we yeah. ever battled, our battle would literally be it over take, in three minutes. It would take three <laughs> minutes. It would be fire. <laughs> oh yeah, it'd be, it, the, the judging would be like longer than the actual battle. <laughs> but somehow me and Jimmy worked because he's yeah. so long-winded. I'm short. Right. He's very uh, stoic, I guess. Mm-hmm. No movement. I'm like all over the place right. with the fucking scarves and oiled up silver pants. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> Barney's fifth floor. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the wackiness. So, um, you know. You do it. You, you know, do the whole thing. Everyone's <laughs> no one's right or wrong in their styles, whether it's stand up, roasting, uh, you know, as or long how it's funny or entertaining. Yeah, That's or you, you know how they approach uh, how they approach the business of comedy. Like it's worked for me how I've done it. Not burning bridges. Some people love to burn bridges. 
Oh, yeah. Which I don't understand, but it, I guess it works for them to a degree. Yeah. Makes them feel edgy. Makes them feel cool. But, like, they got to understand. I mean, some people need friction in their life in order to know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people yeah. thrive on negativity. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Like, it, it, especially at the comedy store. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, I mean, my mom raised me. She told me this when I was 12 years old. And she, she was from Cartersville, Georgia, so she wasn't, like, a brainiac, but, like, so, girl, there's always someone with a bigger dick in the room. <laughs> no, probably not in that case. Well, <laughs> you know, case. well, unless you, unless Jamar's <laughs> under the table. What a clutch mom thing to say. I mean, but like for the first year or two, I would literally be looking at people's crotches, going, "Is that guy's dick bigger than mine?" Like, <laughs> I didn't get it. You did, that's so funny. Now I get it. Like, there's yeah. always someone with more money. There's yeah. always, yeah. you know. Uh, like we're all on roast battle, but the, you know Anthony Jeslin like might be on. He, well, he has a special. Uh, yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even I mean I don't know who's better off than Jeslin, like, but I, I I don't know uh, whoever might be Chris Rock might right. walk in the room and then all right, well and then Chappelle walks into the room. Right. And, so there's always someone better than you, which is how I try and I think that's how I've survived mm-hmm. as long as I've done it. What you know? What would you say like your? How do you deal with fear and anxiety in your life? Um. You do it. You just do it. You just go through oh, it. You, you white knuckle it. Yeah. But pull that's par- tough. Pull the parachute cord. And yeah, I mean, uh, stand up. Uh, you know, it's I get nervous before every every single set. Um, and it, I don't know if I would say it's crippling anxiety in that regard. Uh, I mean, that's probably more of a roast battle, mm-hmm. you know, just because you know it's not just stand up. You know, you're... I mean, even as as loved as I am up in the belly room, I'm sure people would love to see me eat it. You know, just because it's like, oh, you know, I just know that show. Uh, as loved as you guys are, yeah, you know, it's exactly. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I, so that gives me more anxiety doing something like that. Um, but I do it. You know, yeah. uh, it's hard to uh, for me because I don't have. Uh, you know, I used to have a horrible fear of flying. Um, just because I still don't understand how they get the plane up in the air and keep it there and like <laughs> magic. Yeah, I mean, well, I started watching air disasters, oh, which Jesus. which helped me go. Okay, the odds of a plane crashing are yeah. pretty low. Um, you know, it still blows me away that a plane is made of like thousands of bolts and screws, and one screws out of place, you're fucked. Right. Uh, but the likelihood of one screw being out of place is pretty low. Pretty low. So you know, you just get on a plane, and you you know. It's Unless my, it's Spirit Airlines, then. Yeah, well, but they've never really had a crash, like yeah. so that makes you go, oh, okay. United just had a crash, and they're like, you know, got a hundred times more of the budget than Spirit. So, uh, but you know, with the, even on like on I'm dying up here, it's petrifying to be like probably the worst actor on the show. Oh, that's not fair. But it's true though. <laughs> like you know, you got Santino's a great actor, Eric Griffin. Uh, Dom Herrera, and then you have the like the actors who aren't comics, like Jake Lacey and mm-hmm. John Daly's like brilliant. You know, any scene I'm in with those guys, it's like okay, I'm behind the eight ball here. But you do it. Who's the woman who plays the Mid Shore character? Um, she's uh, Melissa Leo. She she's, won an Oscar. She's Oscar. incredible on that show. She is pa- like she just. She, ugh. Yeah, I mean, she's well. That's an actress. Like, yeah. You know the table reads. I am. You know, now they just call me in to do the episodes. But last year I was on, had to do some of the table reads. And, like, you know, I'm just concentrating not to fuck up my one or two lines. And they would always sit me by the head of Showtime. Like, there's this guy's, 
<laughs> the head. Like, there's wow. no one above this guy right. except the ceiling in his office. And, you know, I'd do my two lines, and then Melissa Leo would, like, cry at the table read. Like, she's, like, legit. Wow. Um, yeah, and then Rick Overton, someone like him, who's, like, uh, to me, Overton. is, like, that's a legend. Wow. Like, there's not many people I would call a legend in comedy. He's one of them. Yeah. So it's to be in a room where you're, like, almost the least funny person in the room. It's like, wow, I got to do this. Uh, I'm pretty scared. But, uh, you know, if I don't want to do it, there's 10 other comics they can get. And that mm -hmm. that challenge is I never want to be the most uh, intelligent person in my friend circle or the funniest person in my friend circle. I want to be I want to always be challenged by the people around me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you, know? uh, that's why my comedy improved a hundredfold when I got past here because, you know, you look at the lineups. Yeah. There's some lineups. It's crazy. I mean, it's like even at one in the morning, you've got like Jack Knight, Joe yeah. Dosh, uh, Jessica Michelle, mm -hmm. um, you know, me. Uh, it's like it's like there's not one week comic on the line yeah. every night, every show. So it, your comedy, I mean, Rogan said it the best. He's like, you can't even do new material here because – you can't afford to like yeah. you have to know you have to go with what works and because you're following him and he's following joey diaz and mm -hmm. he's following theo vaughn and right. and and you know j even toward the end of the night you got jason galern you got mm -hmm. brian holtzman and and just all, comics that you might not be familiar with but you know it's pretty uh you have to improve yeah yeah it's, it's like you even being the worst guy in the Lakers, you're still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh, something that you feel like you should change about yourself? Like, what's something you have to work on? Um, probably holding grudges. De definitely holding grudges. Because I take things very personally. Mm -hmm. So if I'm wronged, and I'm not wronged too often, but uh, I really... Uh, you're, I take you're a sweet, sensitive soul. I am. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, I think the way my parents raised me was, uh, you know, my dad. Tr my dad had. Uh, he was friends with prostitutes and billionaires. Wow. And he, and he treated them the same, um, which is like if you ever see me at the comedy store, I will talk to Russell Peters yep. the same as I talk to Boone Shakalaka. Yes, you will. <laughs> which I don't. That's why I don't open for Russell. Uh, <laughs> Who did what? Yeah, he was my first roast battle uh, opponent. You know. You got AIDS. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, what do I say to that? Uh, you do too. <laughs> you a click clapper. Yeah. Oh, don't get him started on Tony. Uh, but um, so when the very few people who get on my shit list, uh, it's very hard uh, to get off of it because I really uh, I lock in when I feel you've uh, wronged me, and I, that's definitely something I have to work on. But that obsessive behavior well you know? yeah but yeah. i it's also taking it super personally uh you know i mean uh without <laughs> getting into uh you know uh, specific examples uh <laughs> you know uh it, it's it's hard to get on my shit list but once you're on it it's hard to get off of it yeah. uh because uh especially if i feel i've been good to you mm -hmm. uh it's like really you're gonna do that to me after you know, I helped you out here and there, and really, all right. Well, good luck up yeah. here. Yeah, I st I struggle with I'm 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 like I'm I, in the sense I'm I feel the same way a lot of times. Like, oh, I'm a nice person. Yeah. Like, I'm a nice. And one day I'll wake up, and I'll be like, 
you know what? The way this person is treating me is no longer acceptable mm-hmm. and that I'm done. And I, all of a sudden I'm mad, you know, and I've had to learn to be um, authentic in the moment when somebody does something to just express it and then to experience some forgiveness around that. How, how do you experience forgiveness when um, you get there? You know, like I said, it really, it, it really, I go off of, uh, I'm almost like, uh, I, I am how I am, like with my rebuttals and roast battle. I go off of the other person. Like if I feel they're sincere, they're forgiven instantly. Yeah. Um, if I don't feel they're sincere, um, it, they dig a deeper hole with me. And, you know, it's like, if I don't like you, you're a dick. Cause I like it. <laughs> no, I mean, I really, yeah. that kind of probably sounds cocky to people who are going to listen to this go, who's this guy think he is? But I pretty much like everyone. Uh, you really, you really are, you know, you're kind and accepting towards almost everyone you meet. I, I mean, really everyone. And yeah. then if, uh, if I don't like you, the problem is more on you than me. Uh, right. at least how I look at it. So, uh, you know, in terms of forgiving people, uh, you know, if you, if you give me a phony apology or you try and what I call palm me. Uh, uh, <laughs> Explain that for our yeah. listeners because that all means something to us, but it so isn't. Fun. I mean, uh, palming is uh, like you tell someone who just bombed on stage, hey, great job. Uh, you know, it's like, what are you talking about? I just fucking bombed. Uh, and you're telling me good work or... You know, we've seen it in roast battle a lot. Someone has maybe not the best battle. Hey, you you, you did good up there. I, I like, hate no, that I, so much. Just, yeah, just be, you know, don't say anything. Um, or, hey, Earl, you look great today. It's like, I look like shit. Uh, I just got done playing hockey. Uh, <laughs> you know, my hair's all over the place because of my helmet. And, you Man, know. Your kneecaps uh, are looking sweet. Yeah, or <laughs> like, you know, if, if like, uh I don't know if anyone, like, right after you got out of surgery. If, if, <laughs> People uh, would be like, you look great, and yeah, I knew like, I did it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm still swollen. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's palming, like, yeah. being phony, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so what you see a lot of in the comedy world um, you know, if you see, like, I can't tell you how many people were ripping into uh, I'm dying up here. Uh, the show sucks, this sucks, and uh, then, well, I saw you audition for it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't suck if you're on it. Yeah. (laughs) You should see the checks Showtime sends me. It's it's pretty good. Uh, Suck your way to the bank. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's stuff like that. Like, oh, you didn't get the show, so now it sucks. Yeah. Oh, you know, you didn't get on Roast Battle season one or two. It sucks. Well, you know. Well, the thing, I think the thing, too, about, like, uh, a, fr- a friend of the show, Carlos Delgado, he refers to people's glass cannons. So they can fire all day, but the minute you turn and look at them, they shatter. And yeah. so I I think that a lot of times it's just kind of recognizing like, and, and turning and looking and being like, hey, I heard that thing you said, or just being like, hey, well, you know, it didn't suck a minute ago when we were all in there together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. You know, I chill buddy see it up here oh the comedy store sucks well you've been up here for five years trying to get in so uh, right <laughs> right yeah, uh, yeah i'm sure if you were in it wouldn't suck right. uh, <laughs> you know just stuff like that yeah um but you know in terms of forgiveness uh you know okay. I, I'm, I, that's what i need to work on but you know it, it's tough when i see a level of insincerity from people it just bothers me i love that 
I love that new bit on Chris Rock's new special where he's like, nobody gives a fuck about you outside of this house. Even some people inside of that yeah. house. Yeah. It was just like, no, wherever you go, you're not special. That's you totally know. how I was parented, by the way. Exactly. My parents were just like, okay, fine. <laughs> like, yeah. like just I'm so you know, you. like, you ain't shit. Calm yeah. down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, beautiful. Like, stop with the, yeah. stop with the, just palming. Stop palming out there, man. You're creating false confidence. Mm. Oh, drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate bullies. I'd like to throw that in there, too. Yeah. I, yes. I, I have a, very difficult time uh, with bullies yeah yeah i i yeah i I think and sometimes i don't where i fall into it is i don't sometimes i don't realize i'm running with bullies until they start to bully me and then i'm like oh wait a minute oh no oh shit i have to change the way i behave because i picked up some bad habits and i need to you know what i mean like really kind of (laughs) understanding you know that whole thing of like you know what we all got to readjust here gotta put some distance well, I mean, bullies are really the biggest pussies because they're glass uh, cannons, insecure, mm-hmm. yeah. and like, oh, if I call this person, you know, fat or a whore or whatever, I'm gonna feel better about myself. So, you know, it's like when I play hockey and I go up against a bully, you know, I love fucking with them, you know, because mm-hmm. they think I'm gonna hit them right back. I don't. I I just sit by them the whole game. <laughs> and like, what's he gonna? When's he gonna hit me? Oh you know? And yeah. I don't. I've got I've I this guy one time slashed me and for two years I played against him um, and I didn't do anything and then two years later I slashed him super hard and we had become friends. He's like, "What the fuck was that for?" I'm like, "Remember two years ago?" Ah! Now we're that's even. That's that that's grudge. So funny. Yeah, that's but I mean it's I I uh, I hold on to very few grudges, but I still do uh, in a few instances. So I. Uh, that's what I need to work on. Have Dave. you ever had to make amends to somebody? Have you ever had to make a sincere apology? Yes. And ask for their forgiveness? I did. With, with a girl. Um, uh, I guess like uh, a couple girlfriends ago, I uh, I had been cheated on. So I was uh, my next girlfriend. Uh, I'd never been cheated on before. So I was like very insecure. and, and uh, the, I don't know why that would happen. Um, I mean, I've cheated on uh, girls, so, you know, I, I look at it as karma and, mm-hmm. and all that, uh, you know, so uh, the, the situation with me happened, and uh, so the next girlfriend was uh, this really, really pretty girl, and I just thought, she's going to cheat on me. It's just going to happen. So I started to line something up. I didn't cheat, but I was uh, um, having inappropriate conversations with just going, okay, when she cheats on me, I'll have this lined up, and I can just jump right into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she found out, and so we broke up because of it. And then uh, about maybe five, six months later, we had a dinner, and I said, hey, this is why I did what I did. It's certainly not justifying it. Uh, It was wrong, and uh, I should have just done then what I'm doing tonight. And we're very good friends to this day. Sounds like an amends to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she... um, you know, saw that I was sincere and it goes back to being yeah. sincere. Like, uh, I said, Hey, I fucked up. Uh, I shouldn't have done it. It's, I'm not justifying it. This is why I did it. Cause I'd been cheated on. And I just thought you were going to cheat on me. And I, I, the reality is I should have just, we should have just had this conversation seven months ago. Right. So, but then, you know, there's still situations where that in my life that, uh, you know, uh, need amends, uh, on both sides, but you know, uh, it'll either happen or it won't. 
There you go. How do you, what, what's your daily routine to keep you centered? Uh, I have to work out a lot. Um, hot Low yoga. Key, yeah. Hot yoga saved my, well, I'll say saved my life, but uh, uh, after a uh, particular um, interaction with the female race, I was uh, not was in this a, good, a couple years ago? Um, you know, let's yeah, check out okay, into timelines. Okay, okay. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so you uh, got into hot yoga. Because I was like uh, in a negative headspace. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's, so I needed to do something that. I didn't know you were a yoga guy. I love oh, I yoga. love it. Uh, yeah. No Bikram. Uh, it's, I guess, I don't know. Is Bikram the same as hot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I almost fainted the first class. It was like 165 degrees or something like well, that. Well, this, right? I, did, I think hot's not as hot as Bikram. I think Bikram is like 150 plus. Uh, yeah. Hot yoga is like 105. Okay. That's and hot the, enough. Yeah. Oh, my God. The teacher who's about your size, uh, you know, small, yeah. diminutive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not diminutive. No, but, uh, like, compact. Uh, yeah. She's like, I'm, I, I know. I'm the Honda Fit of women. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's like, uh, uh, diminutive is like a dismissive to, I, it's yeah. like a smaller you wouldn't look at her and think, yeah you wouldn't look at her and think think that she, she's strong she's super strong that's yeah. the thing about yoga too you look at these people and you're like damn oh she's this girl Mousy. is mm-hmm. unbelievable like she can do a handstand and not waver an inch wow like, like she's like stiff as a board um she's like you know don't uh about 20 minutes in you're gonna want to leave because it's gonna be hot and sure enough, about 20 minutes in, I was like kind of, we were doing the one-legged tree pose, and uh, I was literally like, I'm going to faint. Fuck, I can't leave. I can't leave. And then about 25 minutes in, I started to regain the focus. And uh, wow. I, I love because it's so, uh, you know, in yoga, nobody cares Yeah. if you fall down. If nice. you uh, and I'm the worst one in class, I take it with Nicole Buchanan sometimes. Oh, really? Oh, I want to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, yeah I, I want to go now. <laughs> I, uh, we and sometimes Lindsay Jennings joins us, and we're, we're like the oddest threesome. She's <laughs> <laughs> uh, got like Lindsay with the tattoos, yeah. and Nicole and me are in the back, and uh, and you and your dick on the other man. Yeah, well, it's hard, you know, like, <laughs> I, but that's the crazy thing is like you're in like biker shorts, you know, uh, and and like girls are basically in their thongs and sports bras and guys fucking boners are everywhere and no one like it's so no one cares yeah like nobody it's so it's the opposite of like comedy in the roast battle world where every move you do is like okay he just did a joke that bombed she just her tits are poking out uh, her she she just her voice changed a little bit oh look it's like calm the fuck down she's fucked this guy and yeah and and that guy's fucked this girl and and like everything's so no one i don't know anything about anyone Mm -hmm. in that classroom outside of nicole and Lindsay. Mm -hmm. uh but like in terms of the guy who's two in front of me i don't know if he's gay straight if he's fucked five minutes before he got here so i kind of like that yeah and everyone's so helpful like you know it's like the complete anonymity yeah it's like oh i don't know what you do i don't know if you're a famous actor or comic or musician or a billionaire banker Mm -hmm. Uh, this is how you open the locker yeah it's a nice escape it for me i needed it at that particular time because uh i was just uh not in a uh i wasn't in a horrible headspace but i you know it's uh sometimes interactions with the opposite sex cannot lead to uh 
positive outcomes. So uh, yeah, so what? Yeah, <laughs> breakups. Yeah, Roma- They say in twelve step programs, the thing that takes people out is romance and finance. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, especially up here because everyone knows everyone's business. Yeah. So it's it's like, and then y- you know, uh, you know, people would come up to me and like give me updates about certain things. Like I don't really need to hear that. Yeah. Man. By the way, guys, you're not if if you have, and I've 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 done this before. I've had my ADD take over and say something like, "Hey, you know, so and so said this about you," and I apologized in that moment. Huge amends. Here's the deal, guys. Nobody wants to know whatever kind of drama's going on with other people. Like, don't come up to somebody and be like, hey, guess what? Uh, do you know what your ex is doing? No one wants to know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't tell you. On Almost for a while on a daily basis, I would uh, get uh, updates. And, and, and people were meaning well because I'm so well-liked. They're like... Yeah, they're trying to protect uh, you. Uh, you know, it would be like, God forbid, if you broke up with uh With Stuart? Stuart? No, he, he's, we're not breaking up. But, he's going <laughs> to... No, absolutely. But There's like, no way out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I went up to you and said, hey, uh, Stuart was uh, fucking... Uh, you know, comic A the other night. I don't know. I just like, yeah. I would get that like every single day Aww. for like six months. I'm like, I, I need to go to yoga. That's or, horrific. Uh, oh, it was horrible. So I needed to like go somewhere where I didn't know anyone. They didn't know me. That's beautiful. And, uh, so, but so which enabled me to, you know, maybe dip my toes back into the, the, the roast battle spear of uh, influence and, yeah. and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So you did find a recovery for yourself. I did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, hot yoga. Yeah, That's really. Uh, you know, because uh, I just needed it. You know. That's beautiful. It's a tough business we're all in. I know. Can I tell you You're very funny? Me. Jeff Ross once asked me and Stuart if we would roast battle on the show together. Not like the TV. <laughs> sh- he was just like, "Have you guys ever thought about battling?" And I literally said, "You know," um, and I don't mean any disrespect, but I've seen Earl battle. <laughs> his yeah. girlfriends and i don't know if that's something i would want to do <laughs> i mean looking back on both i would definitely not because uh, <laughs> yeah. i think even though you go into uh, you know i went into both going hey you know can i joke about this oh yeah no yeah. problem hey can i joke about your parents dying uh, two months apart yeah yeah it's it's all good but i think uh you know ultimately you do uh sometimes you find your your boundaries posthumously yeah i mean i think mm-hmm. when you're dating someone you're like uh do they really think uh, my forehead's big uh, oh my god am i bald or am i am i this <laughs> uh, do, uh, my, do i really oh, am, am i really black yes yeah, yeah it's my dick really whatever and and then i'm sure things i said uh, yeah. against both were like oh my god did they take it a certain way so uh but you know it, it's it's such a fun show when it's um, you know, it, it was hard so to pass fun. up the attention. Yeah. Uh, in in both of my situations, but uh, you know, what can you do? What can you do? What do you? Okay, so we kind of got to it as far as like your. It, what is your spiritual life like? Do you God know God meditation? Uh, well, universe. Was, what do you got going on? I was raised hardcore Catholic. You know, oh. altar boy. I didn't know that about you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, even though my mom was Jewish, she converted to Catholicism to marry my Whoa. dad. Damn. This is like in the 50s yeah. where the Catholic Church would yeah, recognize. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, in a technical sense, I'm Jewish. 
but uh, I was raised Catholic. I have a friend who's like my mom was dad. My mom was Catholic. My dad, no, my my mom was Jewish. My dad was Catholic. My religion is guilt. <laughs> <laughs> that's me too uh, I want that t-shirt <laughs> so yeah let's whip up some uh, let's have coach T whip up uh, so I was uh, hardcore Catholic until uh, I don't know I just didn't really vibe my grade school that I went to was very uh, it was almost a militant Catholic wow. school like they would beat the shit out of you oh, no. uh, the nuns beat me several times uh, so that kind of started to turn me against like the Catholic uh, way of life. You know, God's all loving, but if you don't do what He says, you'll go to hell forever. Yeah, mm. I don't necessarily know if I buy into that. Uh, and then you know, when nine eleven happened, I think I checked out. When uh, I think Jerry Falwell said, "Well, this was God's way of teaching us a lesson." I yeah, said, well, I don't know about yeah, that. Mm. Tell that to the guy who literally had to jump. 110 stories to his death to teach me a lesson right uh, i don't that's not so i'm yeah. almost uh i wouldn't say i'm an atheist i do believe there's a god up there yeah. uh you know but i also like see how um horribly my parents both died in terms of their illnesses and it's like my dad gave more money to the catholic church than any man on the planet it's like uh i think god should have taken a little bit yeah better care of him given how much he gave to you yeah so uh i guess you'd say i'm uh i don't want to say i'm my own god but like i treat i you you try to live by the golden rule yeah treat uh others uh how you want to be treated yeah so that's how i treat try and treat everyone you know i like to get help russell peters calls me up hey i'm gonna try and get you on the gene simmons roast so i'm you know, try and host potluck to maybe get some of my friends into the rotation here. You know, it's not, you know, going to make your career, but like, yeah. you know, maybe Adam sees you and goes, who's this person? Right. So, you know, uh, yeah. That's amazing. That's what's one thing you would like to share with somebody in your, maybe in your shoes or sh- like, just like a hardworking, nice guy. Like what's one thing you want to give away on this podcast to people listening? Um, just, uh, like my mom said, well, it's always someone with a bigger dick. <laughs> you know, just, uh, uh, that's so funny. but it's true. And it really, like, she didn't maybe necessarily say it in the best way, but like, there's always someone with more money in the room. There's always someone who's more successful in the room. So, uh, treat everyone the same, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, how many open micers do we all know that? you know, kind of get shit on by a lot of people. Right. And it's like, uh, you know, just ha- trying to help this guy out. Like, you know, how many people, I'll, I'll, I might lose your viewers here, but like how many people shit all over Kenny Lyon? Uh, right. You know, who's like an o- LA open mic. Yeah. But he's literally the reason Roast Battle started. Like, right. If him and Josh Martin don't get into a near right. fist fight, None of us are. You're not on TV. Yep. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy that it's like the tipping point where the little pebble hits the pond. And I mean, I'm not trying to get too Tony Robbins. No, I like but it. Like, get, if you're gonna get Tony Robbins on any podcast, yeah, yeah. this is the one. <laughs> but I mean, the, you know, there's the you example. Position yourself to ready to right. Yeah. You know, like the butterfly flaps yeah. its yeah. wings. And it causes a ripple in the water, and that ripple in the water causes this in the ocean, and then a tsunami happens on the other side of the world four hours later. Like, uh, 
you know, Kenny Lyons started a little ripple and then like we're you guys might not even be doing this podcast. Yeah. Because maybe you guys don't meet. Yeah, uh, it's true. You, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm not on the, the jellies or I'm dying up here or, you know, whatever, because uh, Rose Battle never existed. Right. So they don't see me. Uh, so, you know, just treat people good. Like, you know, I see people, you know, Kenny's obviously got some psychological issues, but so people rip into him because he's an easy target. Yeah. But like, treat him nice. Hook him up with a gig. You know, just tell him to keep his clothes on. Yeah. You know, and, and feed him. Yeah, just taking the yeah. mouths or something, or like, I don't know, instead of like ripping the guy for being a maniac, you know, maybe go, hey, you know, there's an open mic. Maybe, you know, the Liquid Zoo, if you can, you know, let me give you a ride out there and, you know, get six minutes and I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, just try and do something for someone. Exactly. Even if they're like a little off or, you know. That's what was on the program, uh, Principle Before Character. Yeah. Principles before personalities. That's what I meant. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, just try and help someone who needs it instead of ripping it, seeing yeah. them as a, a victim. Like, you know. Right. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Just I've been doing this thing where if I'm at an open mic, I try to sit by the front and I try to laugh. Like, right. I, I put my phone down and I am engaged. Like, if somebody is telling a joke... I acknowledge that they are telling a joke. Right. See, that's tough for me because I'm a horrible audience member. No, I, I am admittedly like, if I think something's funny, I just, oh, that's funny. That's, <laughs> that was, we were explaining that to somebody at Open Mic last night that like comedians laugh incorrectly because they're buffering the program that recognizes it's a joke. So right. a lot of times if we do laugh, it's like, ha! Like it's a weird, yeah. like, <laughs> like you're forcing yourself to laugh, like you've hit a button or something. And I, but I am trying to be engaged. Yeah, right no, now. I mean, I yeah. did that show, the Garage Mike, that's in the alley. Yes. Uh, <laughs> love me some Garage Mike. But I mean, like, I did my thing, and I stayed, and I watched every comic, and you know, you know, somewhere, you know, yeah. uh, somewhere, whoo. But you know, I, I just, I gave them all the same reaction, yeah. like, you know, and I felt bad because. It's like, you know, I would hate to look out across at me and just <laughs> have some dude go, just staring at you like the chief from Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> you know, but that's how I am. Like, uh, I go, you know, I took Red Band to Guns N' Roses uh, for all the stuff he's done for me. And, like, he's rocking out and moving. Welcome to the Jungle comes on. I'm literally a statue. Just I'm I'm not very outwardly excitable. Oh. You know, I'm just, uh, oh, this is a cool show. This is a cool concert. Stuart's the same way. He's yeah. like, I acknowledge I am having a good time. <laughs> like, you know, I go to a hockey game. The Kings will score. Everyone's going nuts. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, Carter just scored. <laughs> Tight. Great. So. Well, all that said, guys, this has been fantastic. It's been wonderful. It's been a wonderful opportunity to reconnect. Or yeah. I'm not kidding. Like this is fantastic. I love you guys. I love mean, you. like you guys are just two uh, great people in comics, and oh. like, uh, like I said, if everyone were like you guys, it'd just be a easier. Uh, you know, it's a tough, tough business stand up. Yeah. And if everyone helped everyone and were cool, you know. Yeah. It's just an easier world to navigate. It does. It does make it a little. It makes it a kinder, softer place. When yeah. You try to you try to treat people with like a little bit of love and respect, and it comes back tenfold. It and really it might, does. It might not come back through yeah. that person. That like, person could be somebody else. If I'm nice to you, you, you might not be in a position to help me. But maybe you say, "Hey, uh, I don't know. 
I got a gig for you in San Diego. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe I can't help you, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Pat Barker can hook you up with a writing gig. And, yeah. And it's right. like uh, it's a force Which I would field. love, by the way, Pat Barker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, or maybe, you know, you go to New York and Eli hooks you up with something. Of and, course. And then Eli comes out here and maybe I hook him up with something. Yeah. It's like such a force. It's going back to the pebble in the water. It just it comes back to you. Yeah. You know, and I wish more people... Uh, especially up here would realize that you don't have to be like the biggest it's not like a dog park where you have to piss on the <laughs> yeah you know i mean this place is a dog park up it here is. it's oh, a yeah. human fucking dog park yeah. that's of, so accurate a lot, lot, lot of bitches and palmers yeah but especially on roast battle night you know yeah. you see people it's like an ant farm of you know yeah. uh, alpha dogs yeah you know uh -huh. and it's like you don't have to be that way man Just, right you know be cool and like you know, maybe you'll get on next season. Yeah. Maybe you won't. You know, uh, maybe you will. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll get on again. Uh, 